0: Hello and welcome to another episode of AGU You Talk, the official podcast of Robert Gordon University. My name is Daniel and today we're going to be discussing what are the differences between a leader and a manager. I'm really excited about today's podcast and I think it will be a really interesting discussion. I'm also delighted to introduce to you our guests for today because who better to talk about the differences between what a manager and leader is than our own academic team lead for the MBA program at Robert Gordon University, Dr Anita Singh. Hi Anita.
1: Hi Dan. Hello everyone. I'm glad to be here and thank you for this opportunity Dan.
0: Oh thank thank you Anita um, for for joining us today. To to begin with Anita, are you okay to maybe just to quickly give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself and and your role within the university?
1: Of course, yes. My name is Anita uh, and I'm a lecturer at Robert Gordon University, Aberdeen Business School. It is also my responsibility to take care of the MBA programme and msc business management programs so uh, my job title is academic team lead which is a quite a tongue twister isn't it i'm just an mba director for you today
0: thank you anita and i know that the listeners today are really interested to to learn a little bit uh, about about management in general really and especially around um, the differences between a, a leader and a manager maybe we can start with 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 that question really so um, What do you feel are the the major differences between what a leader is and and what a manager is?
1: Well, that's a very interesting one, isn't it? What is the difference between a leader and a manager? Now, if you look at uh, publications and journal articles and books, there are many, many opinions on this. Uh, But there's kind of a general consensus that leaders are visionaries. So they establish a direction, they align and motivate people to achieve certain goals, whereas managers are involved in more operational matters like planning, budgeting, maybe organizing, staffing, controlling um, or doing some problem solving. Uh, See it's possible that the leaders don't have to manage or do operational things, but managers always have to lead so they need to have the leadership traits. There's always a conflict when you are a manager. So again, management is at different levels. You could be a technical lead. For instance, you all you need to know is a lot of technical stuff. You could be mid manager where you are not just doing technical uh, leadership. You're also managing people or you could be slightly more senior where you are a senior manager. So you have to do technical. You have to do people and you have to also strategize and make a vision or a goal for your uh, team. So in all circumstances, you need to have some of those leadership traits. There's always a conflict in an individual as a manager between whether he should or she should do more of leadership activities or more of management activities. And it is natural to be drawn towards your quarterly targets, the operational stuff, the budget, the productivity, the performance. So it's very important for the manager to remember that they are also leaders and not forget that they have to have a vision and motivate people and keep them engaged, empowered, and all of that. So that's basically the difference between a manager and a leader, I would say. Wow. So it's quite
0: extensive then, you would say, is some of the, some of the differences. And I think some of the traits you mentioned there are really um, useful. Can you tell us more about those traits that you mentioned earlier? And is there any that you would say are really important for, for somebody to have to become an excellent leader?
1: Yes, it's it's extremely important a person to be a visionary, to be able to motivate people. I always give an analogy of a sports analogy here. Think of a football manager who stands outside the pitch and jumps around. Sometimes he even he even behaves like a schoolboy in a man's suit. He tries to motivate the team, makes them win or lose or whatever, whatever be the outcome he is a manager, but he's also a leader because he's motivating the people, he's motivating his team, he's training his team, and he's taking a full responsibility of the win or the the loss. That should be the most important quality in a manager. You are able to make people win, give them the empowerment so that they are able to perform on the pitch because you are not allowed on the pitch. You cannot go there and play for them. So I think that's one of the main qualities or the traits that a leader can have. There are several theories. And, you know, if you do any leadership training or if you do an MBA program, you will learn more about it. But yes, being a visionary, leading, having followers is something which is the most important trait in a leader.
0: I think your analogy there of a football manager, I think it's something that is quite Uh, Apparent at the moment, especially in in relation to the European European Championships. And when you were talking about that, I was looking, um, remembering some of the football games that I've watched over the over the last week or so, and some of the the managers that you can see on pitch side trying to lead and, and motivate their team to to perform better. And um, so I was thinking when you were talking there, is there any? leaders that you think um, do really well within their industry or, the, or their job or any leaders that you feel that you would like to aspire to be?
1: That's a good question, Dan. Is, is there any leader who has kind of inspired me? I would say there have been quite a few of them and I would li- not like to name names, but there have been leaders from whom I have learned what is it that I should be doing and there are many from whom I have learned what is it that I shouldn't be doing. So micromanagement absolutely not mm-hmm. empowering your team yes we should do that setting goals which are achievable yes giving proper support both you know a good mental well being of taking care of the mental well being of your team yes you should be doing that so some of these aspects are very important for me and i would aspire to be like one of my managers who took care of the team their competency development their overall development and the mental well being i think that's most important Oh, for any leader.
0: Thanks, Anita. So, do you feel that people can actually learn the knowledge and skills to become a leader? Do you think it's something that they can can learn and become better at as they as they get as they get more experience and, and get older?
1: Can you learn leadership? Over that? that that's an interesting question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My own answer, my answer to that would be, well, not everyone can be Ben Stokes, but every individual can play cricket. Now sitting in Scotland you would say I can't but yes you can. You can play cricket irrespective of what the weather conditions are or what the terrain of the land is. But leadership just as cricket is not a spectator sport. You can't just watch people and think that you will become one of them. Leadership has to be experiential and that's exactly what we try to do within our own MBA program. That's how we teach leadership. We try to teach leadership in action. Unlike other subject matters, which we try to you know, have a bit of lecturing, and then we get people from the industry to come and share their experiences. Leadership is something which is on the top of our agenda in the MBA program, and we have a flagship offering, which is called the Leadership Week. Now you'd ask me, what do we do in this Leadership Week? What is the concept of this Leadership Week? The basic concept is we want students to learn from each other. So all our students come onto the campus if it is possible. Otherwise, for instance, this year it was fully online. But all our students from all over the globe come in together in one place and form form a strong network because they're all at mid management level with five years, seven years of work experience, they are able to meet each other and we start with that strong networking and ice breaking event for the whole day and they do a lot of activities wherein, you know, games, outdoor games, wherein they are able to demonstrate some some amount of leadership. Then they also have uh, two days of lecturing where they learn about the leadership theories, and try and understand and that is the lectures are taken by eminent consultants teaching leadership so there's a bit of an academic underpinning and then that is followed by a business simulation exercise now this business simulation exercise is an assessed exercise it involves running a virtual company in teams and this the teams take strategic decisions so it, they are the students are able to apply all the leadership theories that they have learned in the two day workshop everything from their own experience they exchange their, their experiences with each other because they've all either worked as managers or have worked under managers and they take all the decisions they are able to apply their finance their economics strategy uh, hr knowledge into that in running that virtual company and then there's a winner in the business simulation which actually gets really competitive. So here, what we are doing here, we are applying our knowledge and trying to be a leader in a simulated environment. In addition to this, another very key component of uh, the leadership week, which extends from seven to nine days, is we get very eminent external speakers to come in. These speakers, they are uh, chief executives, managing directors of large organizations uh, within oil and gas, new energy, third sector, also non-energy sectors, they come and they share their experiences of what challenges they have faced as a leader, w- what challenges they have faced uh, in bringing any organizational change within, within their organizations. We've had some very eminent people in our Leadership Week. For instance, this year, um, the CEO of Wood, Robin Watson, was kind enough to come and present to our uh, students. We had uh, CEO of Mencap. We had CEOs of, Oil and Gas, UK, OGA, they were all kind enough to come and share their experiences with uh, our students and students were able to interact with them. So a lot of networking did happen, although online this year, but students were able to learn from them and they went back and we got got excellent feedback and we always get excellent feedback of our, our Leadership Week program because, you know, students actually feel that that's what other leaders are doing in the industry just now? How different are they? Because they go back and they write reflective report on what did they learn from the Leadership Week? And a lot of them come back with really, really personalized experiences that how they were leading the team or how they thought that the team should be led and what were the problems that they were facing and how they have improved themselves as leaders. So leadership in action, your question was, can you learn leadership? We try to train people. We try to train people to play cricket. How well they play is on on them, how well, how much of it they are able to impart. But definitely you can't learn leadership by reading a book or attending a training program. You have to put it into action and get, get into the grind, go through the furnace, I would say, in order to become a leader.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Anita. And I think from you, what you were saying there about the MBA program, it's really very practical as well. So the students can get a lot of skills from attending the program rather than just learning learning theory. So I think my, my question, my next question actually is around, do you feel that the MBA will help students to to progress in their career and actually make them maybe more employable in the future?
1: Well, just getting an academic degree or a knowledge Can help you reach an interview room because, you know, when people filter the CVs that they receive, I've been in industry myself and I've done these things. Of course, an MBA will help you get in there into the room. But whether you are successful in that interview or how successful you are after you've secured the role will depend very much on how much you're able to apply what you've learned in an MBA program, which is the reason why, or any program, why just an MBA program, any academic program or a course that you are doing, how much you're able to apply. So our target is therefore to make our course, the MBA course, really, really application-based. A very important component of our MBA program is a consultancy project. What we do is, once the students have done all their modules and they have done the leadership week, The students have to then work on a real assignment so the students uh, do a consultancy project for an organization they're able to put into practice all the leadership and strategic thinking skills on a problem of that organization so they pick up a problem it could be anything it could be new business development um, new area of business development it could be a new organizational structure it could be energy transition roadmap or any strategic uh, problem that the problem or area that the organization is working towards. So our students go and work on that for a period of about five to six months. They are able to apply all the knowledge that they have. They also face the challenge of working in a new new setting. They earn valuable experience by working there, and then they present a report. They just don't write a report. They also present it with implementable recommendations. And I'm really proud to say that some of our clients have said that the reports that our students have produced and we have made more than 200 of these by now. They are of the quality of some of the very renowned consultants in the field and the uh, clients would have had to probably probably pay five thousand, seven thousand, ten thousand for that kind of a report, but they've got it obviously for free from our students. Um. Some of our students also work on business proposals, so a business idea which they are uh, wanting to implement and we give them the academic uh, and the subject matter support from within the university and they start their business. And we have excellent examples. We have Imran, Ebar. Some of these students have actually worked on the business proposal as the MBA student and now they are flourishing entrepreneurs and businesses. Uh, We're very proud of these students. So going back to your question, does help getting an MBA help in career progression or employability? Yes, it does. But the thing is, you have to apply it and learn it in a very application-based manner so that you are able to uh, draw the benefits from everything that you learn from uh, your university program.
0: That's really interesting to know, actually. And, and really, I'm really happy to hear that some of our students who've, who've taken the MBA program are doing really well at the moment now as well. That's that's brilliant to hear. So, um, I think my next question is is maybe around the challenges that that leaders face, and is it possible you could maybe tell me two of the biggest challenges that leaders are facing today in this this, this fast-changing world?
1: Yes, we know that uh, there are so many. Leaders always have challenges they've already had, and that's a a reason why leadership has been... uh, of course, a point of discussion right from the days of Aristotle. We started talking about management much later uh, in the late, late 19th century or so, but leadership has always been there and they have always had the challenges. If you ask me today sitting here. I can think of two biggest challenges visual leaders are facing, you know, especially sitting in Aberdeen in northeast of Scotland, which is the energy capital of uh, this region. The biggest problem is the problem of. Uh, Sustainability and energy transitions, I would say, and diversity and inclusion. So I'll go, I'll take each one of them in turn. We know that worldwide there's an increase in the demand for energy. On the one hand, the demand for energy is increasing with increase in population, industrialization, and all of that. Uh, On the other hand, there's also an ever increasing awareness of environmental impact of the conventional source of energy and the climate change, which is so important. Well, we know that we can't afford to abandon the existing energy sources, but we need to use these energy sources with minimal emissions or zero emissions, and we have to swiftly move towards new energy, which is the reason why the challenge uh, for today's managers is to upskill their workers, their employees, to be able to achieve this goal. I think RGU's uh, MBA in sustainability and energy transition is a step in the right direction and we are here to help industry local industry at the glo- industry at the global level to train their employees to be able to be well equipped to face the challenges related to sustainability and energy transition the second challenge which came up in every lecture in the leadership week this year and is there in every newspaper and every articles that you read is diversity and inclusion now diversity is being managed by organizations oh, no, you must have read about people saying oh, it's just uh, a dashboard exercise and all of that because diversity is of various kinds. You know, it's diversity of race, diversity of gender. You know, there, there are various kinds of diversity of thinking and all of that. Now diversity can be managed because you can manage the numbers. Uh, inclusion is a challenge, isn't it? So. Diversity by its very nature is conflictual, you know, differences don't generate harmony. It is very, very important that organizations take a step towards it and take some, you know, concrete action to achieve inclusion within their organization. At AGU, uh, diversity and inclusion is very, very important for us. And we are continuously trying to create, incorporate and develop the culture of diversity and inclusion within our courses, our programs and our day to day lives. So I think these are the two challenges, Dan. And as uh, MBA director, I, I take it as my responsibility to ensure that we equip our students with the skills required to move into a new energy world of a cleaner world, sustainable world with The diversity and inclusion which is so important.
0: Thanks Anita, really well said and I think that um, brings our podcast uh, session for today to a close so I'd like to thank Anita for joining us today and giving us what has really been a very useful insight into leadership and and management and I'd like to say a big thank you to all our listeners who have tuned in and joined us for, for this session too. If you would like to know more about RGU our MBA program then please do visit our website, or follow us on all our social media channels, including Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you have a fantastic day. And again, thank you for joining.